Welcome, 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 everybody, to a first edition of Halftime Adjustment. Thank you all for joining us today. My name is Derek Benavides, and next to me, I have my best friends. I have next to me is... Colton McCarley. And... What's up, guys? This is Luis. Thank you for coming back and sharing uh, our wonderful evening with us. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to our first edition of Halftime Adjustment where we give our little tidbits of what our fantasy life is like so that way you guys can hopefully win your leagues and strategize with us and have some input into uh, what we uh, what we do every uh, year. So we've been playing fantasy football for a long time and some of us are good at it some years. Some of us aren't so good at it some years. Um, but, I mean, that's just part of the journey, I think. And so... Today we have a series of topics that we want to talk about. Um, I think for today we're going to go over the wide receivers, our top 10 wide receivers, as well as some of our sleepers and some of our busts that we think are going to happen this year. With a lot of the new transactions that are being made, um, there's going to be uh, some room for busts and, and whatnot. So we're going to dive right into our number one wide receiver. And I am going to go with Justin Jefferson as my number one receiver, hey, guys. Good pick. I, I like know the pick. I like the pick. I know it's a good pick. Here's why. So a lot of people are going Cooper Cup, and I know Cooper Cup had an amazing, amazing year last year. But here's the thing. I just think that's his ceiling. Like, I don't think he can get any better than what he did last year. And, like, unfortunately, that's – he's aging, too. And so, like, that's one of the – biggest reasons why I feel like he might have some aggression this year and so I'm actually I actually agree with you a lot on that because looking at his stats last year yeah he got almost over 2,000 receiving yards that's insane that's insane but then looking at his past years not even a thousand in 2020 not even a thousand yards yes but yes it came with the quarterback change this year Mm -hmm. so maybe that was what he needed (laughs) You know, because a quarterback can change a lot, you know? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He went from Jared Goff to a stellar Matthew Stafford. And, I mean, he's he's going to be that – he's going to be the guy over there, no joke. But, I mean, I just don't think that he can produce what he did last year. I mean, he's always had off and on years. Um, but enough about my number two receiver. Let's, let's talk about my number one receiver, Justin Jefferson. I love the way the Vikings are introducing the offense this year. They're looking to – promote their wide receivers and expand on their receiving options over there and Justin Jefferson's the guy he's the top guy over there and he's I think he's just going to have an amazing role out there and and in the Vikings territory and he's going to be the guy that's going to usurp Jamar Chase I think and so um, that's why he's my number one guy I mean they're going to they're gonna shy away from Dalvin Cook a little bit more, I believe. And so that's going to just bring up a lot of opportunities for Justin Jefferson. Um, so that's kind of where my head is with my number one receiver. Um, Colton, what about yours? How about what's your guy? So I'll just rebuttal on Jamar, or, uh, Justin Jefferson for a second. Mm-hmm. I, I think he is the – he's a good number one choice. I don't think he is the number one, mm-hmm. uh, but I do – just to touch on some of the things you said, he had 108 receptions last year, 1,600 receiving yards, 10 touchdowns. Um, they have a vulture over there 
and he's been on that team for a while. Mm-hmm. His name is Adam Thielen. Right. And Adam Thielen was actually on pace last season before his injury to finish as the wide receiver number nine. Mm-hmm. So he, had, he was having a really good season. His injury took him out of it. That's why I think there's some negative regression we could see with Justin Jefferson. I think they're not going to pull the punches with Dalvin Cook. You mentioned oh, yeah. that, that they will probably slow his role. I don't think they do. Dalvin Cook will probably only get around 14 games, seems to be his trend consistently, but I don't think they're going to slow him down. So when you take in the phenomenal run game they have pretty much every year, the passing upside that you get with Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, hopefully healthy this season, comes back and probably vultures off a few more touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, I don't think sees – or sorry, Justin Jefferson, I don't think he sees 10 touchdowns again. The yards will be there. The receptions will be there. That's why I have – Jamar Chase ahead of him. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of upside with Chase. Uh, yeah, you could make similar arguments with Joe Mixon and T. Higgins being in that offense and even Tyler Boyd. Right. But the connection that um, Joe Burrow has with Jamar Chase going back to their college days, 2019 uh, national title together, mm-hmm. this guy has room to grow. And this is what I mean by that. He received 128 targets last year. Cooper Cup received 145 receptions last year. He has 81 receptions, ranked fourth in receiving yards, but 18th in targets. He had 10 touchdowns, which was solid, but this guy has plenty of room to take that next step in year two. He has a great push with, you know, competition with Justin Jefferson to finish on top. I think he's going to be hungry and the targets will only increase. This, I think we just saw his floor. His ceiling is coming this year. Didn't, didn't he have 13 touchdowns last year? Did he have 13? Okay, maybe. Yeah, if he had 13, that's even you know better. I think you could see some regression in the touchdowns, but a significant upgrade in the receptions. No, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. You know, Chase is up there. I mean, this is his rookie year, and I, I believe he's going to follow up, you know, from his rookie year. But I, I, to me, I do believe Justin Jefferson is number one. Mm-hmm. He has been in the league two years. This is the third year coming in, so he has more experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Justin Jefferson, um, I mean, only one year behind, so I'm not going to say, oh, Jefferson has, is a veteran versus Chase. Right. Yeah. But, he's, but he has, Justin Jefferson has that year of experience. And uh, one year of experience in the league is a lot, you know? Like, you learn a lot within a year. Um, so to me, I agree with Derek. Uh, my number one is going to be Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and my rebuttal with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson is exactly what you said about um, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that Dalvin Cook is going, only going to slow down himself is because of the fact that he has so many injury risks. Yeah, um, that's the, and Joe Mixon is a lot more younger. He's a lot healthier. He's he's a lot more agile. He's he's a lot more quick cutty. Um, and they also have T. Higgins over there. That, that's the biggest factor to me. I think T. Higgins, he's going, a lot of times, he's going as a top 10 wide receiver. I mean, who's really the number one receiver over there? That's, that's the biggest question mark, and that's the reason why I don't like Jamar Chase as much as I do Justin Jefferson, who is clearly the number one wide receiver out there with the Minnesota Vikings. They, mean, have, they have a lot of weapons over there in uh, they absolutely the Bengals, so it, it is hard. Um, but, I mean, I'm not saying that Justin uh, Jamar Chase is not going to be good this year. He's going to mm-hmm. be amazing this year, like, no doubt. Like, but And he does have a lot of, like, upside with him. Um, but, I mean, it's the second year. A lot of a lot of teams have more tape on him now. They, they can understand him. They understand how he works now. They're going to... They're going to circle defenses around him, and they're going to figure out ways to block him out and keep him from having those passes. 
Um, and so that's just kind of my thought as to why Jay Jeff is going to go higher than Jamar Chase this year. Um, Jay Jeff? Jay Jeff, yeah. That's what his <laughs> friends call him, right? Yeah, Jay Jeff. That's what, that's what his friends call him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. He, I mean, we are splitting hairs yeah. when it comes down to it. Um, the only thing, the last thing I'll say about this mm. sort of debate between these two guys is you mentioned T. Higgins, you mentioned Mixon. Um, Again, I'll just throw in Thielen. You know, out of these three, the first three games to start the season, uh, Adam Thielen put up 25.5, 12, and 14 fantasy points. Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson put up 9.5, 15, and Mm 21.5. So although, again, it is sort of splitting hairs, I do think Adam Thielen, if he comes back and he is healthy, uh, who's the quarterback over there? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins Cousins has shown that he likes throwing to Adam Thielen, and he is a touchdown vulture. He's a machine when it comes to the red zone, and this guy will steal volume the same way. So I, again, splitting hairs, but I do just have him a little bit higher. And one thing I will add to your point is that I do like Joe Burrow a lot more than I do (laughs) Kirk Cousins, for sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's a lot younger. He's a lot more accurate. I mean, he's just all around a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins is for sure. And he's on a – like last year they went to the Super Bowl. I mean, there's a lot of things to like about Joe Burrow, and he's definitely the guy, like, coming out over there. Um, But, yeah, that's one thing that I'll add about Jamar Chase. I mean, he's got the better quarterback. No doubt. Yeah, and better chemistry. Those guys have a long-standing chemistry going back to LSU. So, but I think this is gonna be a little opposite because I think Jamar Chase is my number two, and yeah. I believe okay. knowing you, Cole, Justin Jefferson might be your number two. Correct? That's correct. Yeah, I mean these guys are interchangeable. It's just who you like more and what offense you like more. I like the Super Bowl offense a little more rather than to do the Vikings. Um, but again, you know, it, it was hard for me too. You know, yeah. I. I was going back and forth with with them two being one and two, but I, to me, I'm taking a little bit more experience for Justin Jefferson. And that's fair. And yeah, they say there's there is such a thing as sophomore slump, so that could and, happen. And yes, and coming with that, Jefferson didn't didn't slump. He went mm-hmm. 14 over. He only got better. Yeah, he didn't got better. Yeah, his rookie year he did 1400 yards. Um, this last year he did 1600. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... So, what's your, what's your number two, Dan? My number two is actually not Jamar Chase. It is actually Cooper Cup. Um, like I said, Cooper Cup, he's definitely going to have some regression this year, but I don't think he's going to have as much as Jamar Chase. And I like Cooper Cup better as a risk factor um, than Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase has a little bit more of that risk, I think, to his name. Um, just, just because of the fact that there's, like I said, there's T. Higgins out there and there's Tyler Boyd out there. And there's also a good uh, running back in Joe Mixon who's going to catch a ton of passes. Um, the offense is not going to revolve around Jamar Chase, I don't think. I do not believe that. Because if it does, all of these defenses are going to circle around him, and they're never going to allow him to, pa- to catch passes. Um, so they have a ton of weapons that they can use in Cincinnati. So I just think that Cooper Cup is going to be the more dominant guy out there. Um, they brought in Allen Robinson. I do not think that's going to be much of a – that's not going to be that much of uh, – he's not going to miss that many targets because of that. I mean, Allen Robinson was trash last year, but, I mean, he was on a trash team. Trash. If, he, if he can if, – believe it or not, Justin Fields was not throwing to him at all. Um, but, yeah, it just bringing in Allen Robinson, it's, it's kind of like a Robert Woods scenario for me. 
even with Robert Woods being over there um, in LA, like Cooper Cup was still the guy, like no doubt. Like him and Matt Grant, or Matthew Stafford have something going on. Like they they're like they're in love or something because like <laughs> these guys are just like rock solid connected. Um, so I think another good year is poised for uh, Cooper Cup, and so that's why I have him as my number two over Jamar Chase. And See, I don't think he's gonna have another good year. He's gonna have a good, he's gonna have a good year. Yeah, he he's not have, gonna have a a almost two k right. receiving yards kind of year, you know. Um, and that's why I have him my number three. Okay, um, I do too. I um, Cooper Cup at three. That's fair. I, so <clears throat> because just because of this amazing season with the new quarterback, I have him on top five. Mm-hmm. You know, if it wasn't for a quarterback change, he'd probably be my top ten. You know, lower and maybe eight nine. But yeah. because he had a new quarterback change, maybe him and like I said, him and Stafford just you know in love together. You know, just yeah. they found that dynamic, that chemistry. Um, but he's he's. About to be thirty, you know. So yeah, he, he is he's, getting older. Yeah, so he's getting older. So that's why he's in my top three out of the other guys. You know, those other guys are significantly younger. Um, but you know, that's that's why I have him in my top three. You know, because of that big change that happened. Because maybe he could have another off year or yeah, another, another go, going off another, year. Yeah, down year for him. Maybe. Um, so I don't know. So it's it's iffy for me with him being in the top. Three, yeah. but that's what I have on third. Mm-hmm. But he, I think he will still produce a lot of fantasy points. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, we are talking about the elites of the elites here. You know, we're we're really getting into splitting hairs. The the thing with Cooper Cup, the way I see it, he's had he's been in the league for five years, and this is only the second time that he has eclipsed a one thousand yard season. Um, he had some injury concerns uh, coming into this year. He's had some injury history in the past, especially in 2018, where he only played half of the season. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, let's talk about some of the, the ridiculous historic numbers he put up. We're talking about 191 targets. That probably will not happen again. You, you mentioned Allen Robinson. Right. I think he's going to be way more effective than people give credit for. Um, as, a, as a wide receiver, too, this guy was really, really good in Jacksonville, but we have never actually ever seen him with a steady quarterback play. Yeah. Uh, this will be the first year that we see Allen Robinson, who is probably one of the most dominant wide receivers when he does play um, at, at the X position. He reminds me of Des Bryant in ways, the way he can get up and get the ball. But he's played with terrible, terrible quarterbacks his right. entire career. This is the first time he's going to get a chance, which was the same thing everybody said about Cooper Cup. So why should we say that he won't have success? Luis brought up a great point. The age is something to be concerned about. Yeah. Let's also talk about the fact that Cam Akers is coming back. Yeah. You have a running back who will now be a viable option rather than Henderson. Mm-hmm. You also have Tyler Higby, who was hurt last season, uh, a part of the year, who's coming back this year, who could be an effective uh, safety blanket there So that's a great offense I think there's going to be targets I don't think he's going to put up The ridiculous season he did And if you told me a One in five chance Of this guy going nuclear again I'm going the other two wide receivers They're younger They don't have injury concerns I like their quarterbacks a lot more mm-hmm. um, So yeah That's why he slides at three for me as well mm-hmm. No, like, like Colton said You know Based on the top, the, we're going to talk about the top three receivers. It's it's thin it's thin margins, you know. It's it's really hard to pick, you know, your top three. But yeah. all of them are. There's no bad guy here. Yeah, there's, there's no, no bad, bad guy. guy but they're all going to produce <clears throat> produce some 
something for you. Yeah, they're all kind of interchangeable in a way, I think. Um, mm-hmm. You can take any one of those guys at one, two, three. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you're in Dynasty or Keeper Leagues, Cooper Cup's obviously third in those, just, yeah. just for age alone. Absolutely, yeah. So, obviously, we all agree on the top three receivers. Yeah. I think this is where it just changes, you know. So I actually don't think it changes at four. I, I think we will all come in with the same guy at four. Okay, so who do you who do you think uh, is for number four? I have down Stefan Diggs being my number four pick. Same, same, um, everybody yeah. the same. I, Absolutely, I love <laughs> Stefan Diggs this year. He's kind of he's kind of your safety blanket. He is definitely like. my sa- yeah a safety blanket later in the rounds. Um, like if you're drafting at like a six, seven, eight, maybe he'll fall to you there, and you'll be happy that you drafted him there because I love him this year. He has probably the best quarterback in all of fantasy yes, this he does. year and for the years going forward. Um, he's still not too old yet. He's still in his prime right now. I mean, he's just they got rid of a lot of wide receivers over there. He's going to be the guy. Like, There's going to be a lot more targets for him this year and he's just going to see a lot more receptions and a lot more touchdowns hopefully because last year he had a very low touchdown season and so this year I think he's uh, prime for a comeback um, and so I'm very uh, high on Stefan Diggs this year he's very close to my number three spot as well um, I think the reason why I say he's a good safety blanket because looking at his past years his last four years he's gone over a thousand um, oh, yeah. it's like it could be like it was 1100 1200 you know four um 1400 so it's 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 over a thousand which that's what you want from receiver you know like you want him to catch passes you want him to run up field get those touchdowns and you're right Derek he didn't get those touchdowns that he wanted last uh the year before but last year he did get 10 touchdowns last year which is yeah he got 10 last year yeah the year before he got only eight okay we're still not you know terribly but I think he's he's really consistent he is very consistent you know with the other top two they're upcoming superstars you know we don't really see we have we have yet to see a lot of consistency. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. But with him, you see it all over the place. So I that's why he's a solid pick, safe pick number four. Yeah. Locking Absolutely. in number four. Yeah. Yeah. He's your weighted blanket. This guy's great. Uh, last year was a down year for Stefan Diggs, and he finishes wide receiver seven still. Yeah. Um, you you know, know what? You're right. He had like like I think what what I saw last time like four or five percent. Less um, less receptions or like percentage wise. Yeah, I mean you know, we're so. looking at his average yards went down, his rece- his receptions in total went down by about twenty four, and his his total yardage went down by about three hundred, close to it. Yeah. He went up in touchdowns, but you're about to see a guy who has, as Derek stated, a more dominant target share than in years past. Yeah. And you've seen the floor. I don't think you've seen the ceiling with this guy. Yeah. On, on the worst case, he's wide receiver seven for you. On his best case, he's wide receiver three like he was in previous years. This guy has all the makings to finish top three. I have him just outside of my top four because there's no way you can't have Cooper Cup in your top three given his body of work last season. Right. But, I, I mean, yeah, this guy is a no-brainer to me. He's as good as it gets. And if you get white on your board, this is the guy you should be looking at. I mean, the Bills are Super Bowl contenders. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, they're it's Super Bowl contenders. They have been robbed multiple years, yes. And Diggs is going to make that happen. Absolutely. He's going he's gonna to make plays and make that happen. <laughs> yeah. And they've already come out and said that this is um, – they've already come out and said that he will be um, – Josh Allen's number one. And that is not changing no matter what Gabriel Davis comes in and does. It doesn't matter. Dawson Knox is not getting in the way. It is the Stephon Diggs show in and out. Yeah. And he's going to be the main focal point uh, there 
and Buffalo, I think. And so I think we're going to see a lot more of Stefan Diggs this year. And so that's kind of why I, uh, I think he will be the uh, number four wide receiver out there. And I think we're all in agreement with that, right? I, I mean, I was I was thinking that it was going to switch up. But, yeah, I, we're all going to agree with that. This is it. Yeah. yeah. This is four. where I think we see the Browns. Right, what about right number here? five? Let's see, <laughs> let's see if we all pick the same number five. <laughs> number five. What do you got, Derek? Okay. So this might surprise you guys. I like Debo Samuel. Debo. I like him. I like him, too. Right. I like Debo. Debo Samuel at number five. And it's one of those situations where – it's the quarterback and the wide receiver over there. Like, I have very similar thoughts as to what Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill did whenever Patrick Mahomes broke out that sure. one year. Yeah. And so that's kind of why I feel that sort of way with Debo and Trey Lance. And but so, are you not afraid that being Trey Lance's first year starting, it might go just, for Debo at least, a little downhill? I'm not. I'm not e- even though he is a dual threat, you know, right. he's yeah, a running back and a receiver. Yeah, and for those concerned about that, it is part of his contract. Of so his contract. he has yeah, incentive yeah. to use himself as a running back. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna use that. both running back and receiver. Oh yeah. As, no, no, no. But are you not concerned about like Trey Lance's it being his first season? I'm not. I'm not concerned about Trey Lance this year. I'm actually very high on Trey Lance okay. this year. Um, Agreed. I I like the the situation that he's in. He's in that um, sort of situation where uh, Coach Shanahan is kind of forcing him to be that guy and he is by far being that guy from what we've seen in the preseason um i just feel like he's just gonna be electric out there he's got the running ability he's got the throwing ability he's so accurate he's just gonna be him him and debo are gonna be just best friends this year i feel like and so him debo samuels my number five for that reason and so i feel like you guys probably have different opinions as to who your number fives are, but that's who I'm picking. That, that's a good pick. Five. I can see why. Mm-hmm. Um, my number five will be – actually, go ahead, Colt. What's your number five? I want to see. I want to hear yours. Yeah, before I touch on my number five, I, w- I don't want to move off of what Derek said here because he, he made some points, and I have just a counterpoint on this. I like Debo as well, but one of the things that worries me about Debo Samuel is they have come out – uh, the San Francisco 49ers reporters have come out and said during the training camps and the preseason game that we saw in just in week one, Ayuk is his guy. It's not Debo Samuel. Ayuk. Oh, Brandon Ayuk really? is the guy who has come out and has impressed and made that bond relationship with uh, Trey Lance. And so, that's what scares me about Debo. When you lock on to a guy, as we've stated with every other wide receiver so far, when you lock on, other guys suffer. So, yes, they're going to want to use Debo, and he's going to have the versatility of having the running for sure. But at the end of the day, when a quarterback looks at his first read and he goes, who am I looking for? He's going to go with his safety net. And I hope it changes for Debo's sake. But so far, that safety net for him has been Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, see, I don't – the thing about Brandon Ayuk, I was so high on him last year. I, I thought too. he was going to be the guy. I drafted him early in many And games. he just sucked, dude. A lot of injury. Yeah, yeah there was it's, injury it's involved as well. But, I mean, the thing is that he had so many chances to prove it. Like, he had so many prove-it moments, and he just didn't accelerate on those. And that's the only, that's the only thing that scares me about Brandon Ayuk this year. Um yeah, like, they did say that. They did come out and say that Brandon Ayuk was going to be the guy. They drafted him to be that sort of position player right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Debo is just going to be the kind of the uh, Swiss Army knife in sort of, in sort of situations like that where yep. he comes out and just does that everything role. And so 
But I just feel like they utilize Debo a lot better than they do Brandon Ayuk, um, especially with Trey Lance being there. And you know what? You never know what the hell's going to happen with San Francisco. I mean, that, you I know, mean that's, San Francisco that's true. is the worst place to give information <laughs> from. <laughs> True. Because they said that Trey Sermon was going to be the, the number one uh, running back in the start of the season. They he did. He never they, even yeah, played. They really. did. He never played. It was Eliza Mitchell. She He was the show. That's fair. And so yeah. that's one thing that, ne- that I never take what the San Francisco 49ers say seriously. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. So, no, you're right. No, yeah, I mean, you're right about that, honestly. Yeah. So, so who is your number five, Nicole? Uh, to me, it's Devontae Adams. Um, this guy is debatably, as far as talent goes, the number one wide receiver out there. He's in his prime years. He's playing with his old college quarterback. There's chemistry there, and the coaches want to make this thing work. Uh, I worry about the target share. You go from Aaron Rodgers MVP two years in a row, throwing to him, uh, to you know Carr, who is a significant step down, no matter what Devontae Adams says. Oh, I'm going from a one Hall of Fame quarterback to another Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> Did y'all see that shot, by the way, that Aaron yeah, Rodgers did? Yeah. That, that shot oh that God. Aaron Rodgers yeah, it just teed that up perfectly by coming back at him and saying, oh... You know, all my wide receivers I have now, it's you know, it's going to suck. But going from one Hall of Fame wide receiver to another, that's just – it's a great yeah, great good, move good by him. Good job, Aaron Rodgers. That's, yeah. that's, that's a good the level job. of petty that he is is what I, you know, <laughs> hope I never ran. Well, I, I, well I know that, that he was very upset when he when Devontae Adams left. I mean, that was his guy. Oh, yeah. That, that, was, was, that was his bread and butter. Who, I mean, who wouldn't be mad if Devontae Adams left your team? You go from that to playing with, you know, scrubs, and they lost even Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> the guy's yeah. going to be throwing. To Robert Tanyan is his number one. I mean, yeah, is gonna have a tough year this year. Yeah, sure, um, so. but I'm, I mean, Devontae Adams, he's he's a killer. Uh, you worry about Waller, Jacobs, uh, Hunter Renfro. There's a lot of targets, a lot of mouse to feed, but the connection that he has with Carr gives me safety net. You know, this guy will still be he'll he'll still be good. He'll still be elite. I um, I agree with you. Um, the only reason he's in my number five and I'm number four. Just because that's switching quarterback, that's yeah. it. That's switching new team. Yeah. Um, based on fantasy points, stats, and everything, uh, Adams was better than Diggs mm. um, last year. Of course, um, he had more receptions, more yards, more touchdowns. But obviously, if you've seen in the past, you know all all star players go to a different team and they play completely different. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason why he's my number five, not number four, above Diggs. Uh, just is that change, you know? Is that change of scenery? So that's that's the only reason why I have him one under. That's it. That's fair. Yeah, I think this we, is we have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, I I, yeah. I feel like the thing about I'm a lot lower than you guys are on Devontae Adams, and I'll get there whenever I get to his whenever I get to his ranking for me. Um, it's just the, yeah, the, like Luis said, the, the change in quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is not Derek Carr. Or Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers, I should say. And mm-hmm. he is not going to be as elite as Aaron Rodgers is currently elite. Nothing wrong with Derek Carr. Nothing great quarterback. He's, he's a great leader. He's a great... Aaron Rodgers is above him. You know, significantly yeah. above him. Yeah, you're going from top five to top 15, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're taking a step down, for sure. Yeah. All right, what about number six? Hopefully, we all have different players on number six. It seems like <laughs> I been having... think I'm going to shock you guys with my number six guy. All right, let's um, hear it. And so, 
This guy, he was a freaking beast for me last year. I love him. He's going to be another beastly player this year, and that is Mike Williams. Mike Williams at six. This guy, I am reaching for him. I do not care. Like this guy is going so far down in the rankings. I have him so high. I have him higher than Keenan Allen. I have him higher than a lot of everybody. Than a lot of the other consensus rankings have him. Um, Mike Williams is going to be the guy this year. I love his quarterback. I love his physical abilities that he has. Last year, he just showed barely what he could, he's capable of doing. As long, he's, as long as he's the guy, he's going to be a dominant player in fantasy, I believe. He had such great numbers last year. He bailed me out of so many games. <laughs> yeah, he did. As my flex position, he was... He was the number two receiver for the first half of that year last year, and it was just amazing to have him on my team. I think if he stays healthy the whole year, he's going to have another amazing season, and I think that's why I have him as my number six. I love Justin Herbert. He's he's ama- he's shown that he's going to be. An I love amazing. Justin. Yeah, I know you love Justin Herbert. <laughs> oh, a man I know you love Justin Herbert. I love Justin Herbert too, as Mike Williams' quarterback, and so. I think he has an amazing year just as the as I think he's going to be the number one guy over there. So that's why I uh, have him at number six. So guys, what do you think? You guys, you guys think I'm reaching too far here? You guys think I think I'm you're reaching a little bit. Yeah. But like, I think you're in he's a, a desert. He's looking for water at this point. He's, yeah. a, he's okay. a sleeper. You know, to me, he's a sleeper. Yeah, he's a sleeper, but um, I don't think he should be. But like, no. I don't know. See, it's just. <laughs> It's because he has, he's almost up there, you know, like he has, so he has, he's number right now, I think he's a top 15, top 20-ish. Yeah, um, that's, that's fair. He, right, I, right now, but looking at his his stats and his points and everything, he he does significantly better, I won't say significantly, but he does a little bit better than your, probably your six, seven, eights, and nines. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, I feel like he does a lot better than some of the guys that I have listed on. Like, but I think 10. the only reason why I don't think he should be in the top 10, mm-hmm. maybe because it's consistency. It's consistency, yeah. Last year, he, he went off, yes. But yeah. you haven't seen any other season where he did, he probably does well, but you haven't seen any other season where he's a top 10. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think you you are reaching a little bit. But at the same time, I do agree with you. You know, he he's going to be great. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, not much more can be said about the guy. He is not super consistent, but what you can say about him is Herbert loves the guy, and that's a positive for him. He went right. from receiving, you know, on average 60 to 90 yards uh, or receptions a season mm-hmm. to um, 129. I mean, yeah. the guy went up big time. He had 76 receptions on 129 targets. Uh, Herbert throws to him, and Herbert's a gunslinger. He's got that far in him where he will throw it down the field. Yep. And I think that benefits Williams a lot, and that's why he had what he had last season. Um, I don't know, but at six, I think there are a lot of better guys. One thing that you know Luis brought up is his, as far as yardage goes, he was uh, just ahead of Keenan Allen uh, at 1,146 compared to 1,138. The receptions... Allen had 101 receptions to 76 receptions. Mm. The targets were 157 to 129. Um, and the average yards per game were actually as close as it gets. 71.6 to Mike Williams and 71.1 Keenan Allen. So these guys 
are to me it's a split and that's why he can't be that high for me because it is so evenly split he's not a, he's not the dominant guy mm-hmm. and there are a lot of mouths to feed at, uh, with the chargers so unless you're saying they just discount Keenan Allen altogether I don't think he has the ability to reach that you know max level of you know number six unless he's just getting home runs every single game mm-hmm. and I knew I knew I was gonna get heat for this I knew I was gonna get heat for this, <laughs> but I still think that Mike Williams has that potential to break out into super into superstar form um, one thing that I will compare that his situation in and I'm not absolutely not saying that he has the talent level as this guy but Mike Williams and Jamar Chase have a similar situation. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Here, here's, here's why. Here's why. So I think Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. But also, T. Jamar Chase has what's his name, Tyler Boyd, in that same field, right? So I don't think, a lot, I don't think you got to worry about Tyler Boyd. I don't think you got to worry about Tyler Boyd. You don't have to. Don't you have can discredit him all yeah, at all. But I mean, the thing is, is that why are we making? Why aren't we making the same argument with? with T Higgins and as to like Keenan Allen is to Mike Williams, you know, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen is a lot older than Mike Williams, obviously. And so like, he's been in the year, he's been in the league a lot longer than Mike Williams has been. And so I think it's just that sort of flipping the switch where Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are going to make that sort of switch. And Mike Williams going is going to slowly, gradually climb higher than what Keenan Allen was back then in the years where Keenan Allen was the top three receiver um, in fantasy. And so that's kind of my understanding as to why I feel like Mike Williams should be drafted that high. Um, That's a very interesting interesting pick. Yeah, I knew I was going to be in a hole here um, picking Mike Williams as number six, but I I just have that feeling like on him like and, and his upside that he has. This is his year to... He really, he really showed us a preview of it last year. I think this is the year where he shows us the full form. You know, I'm not going to lie. You might have just swayed me a little bit. Your argument is very solid for him. Um, oh, yeah. Finished his wide receiver 10 last year. I thought he was lower, to be quite honest. I didn't know he finished in the top 10 on yeah. a bad year. What do you consider a bad year, you know, uh, for this guy? Yeah. Uh, for his ability, he does have a higher ceiling than what he produced this past year. And every year that Keenan Allen gets older, Mike Williams turns into that more dominant wide receiver one, mm-hmm. uh, really X position, the guy that you would really throw the ball down the field to. Yeah, um, yeah I don't I don't necessarily mind the pick as much as I thought I did to start off. Um, you're you're kind of swaying me over to that <laughs> realm. <laughs> you're doing yeah. a really good argument. I, mean, here. I, I do like your argument, you yeah. know, but to me, still he doesn't he's not in the top 10 yet he okay. could be he, has, yeah. he was top 10 last year oh, sorry, well like my top 10 yeah, you're like my top 10 yeah, yeah no, my top 10 i got you yeah. um that 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 is very interesting you know i do have a number six pick that might be a little interesting to you guys okay let's hear it t hill tyree kill tyree kill okay i i like him a lot you know you trust the hefty lefty i trust the dude two at time aloha <laughs> Uh, okay, so this is my argument, and a lot of people say Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. Mm. But Patrick Mahomes, yes, he's throwing the ball. He he threw it sideways, three sixty flip. You know, kick flip behind his back over his head. <laughs> Left hand, <laughs> eyes closed, <laughs> eyes closed to Tyreek Hill. Right. Yeah, sure, but dude, look look at all the games he plays. He Tyreek Hill makes. The yardage. He makes Absolutely. the plays. He is the one that catches the ball. He's the one that jukes everybody out. He's the one that r- runs past everybody. Yeah, he's like he's the game changer. He's the game changer, you know, and 
And I feel like any quarterback that can throw to him, as long as you give him the ball, he's mm. going to do something. The reason, the only reason, just like Devontae Adams, he's not my top five mm. because of a new change, a new yeah. uh, quarterback scenery. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, he has he has uh, top four numbers. You know, he has over, he, had, he last year over 1,200 yards. Mm. Um, let me see. I think he had over 100 uh, receptions, 100 land receptions. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, he has, he had nine touchdowns. Good. I like it. Mm. Um, so, honestly, to me, if he was with the Chiefs still, he'd be my top five. But because he switched with to to Tua, you know, Tua has been you know left and right. We thought he was gonna be a, a bigger star coming out from Alabama, yeah. but he hasn't been the best, you know. But still, like I said, give him the ball and he will make money moves. Give him the ball and he will make money moves. That's Please. my six right there. I'm about to blow your mind with this that you're not even recognizing because it's all what we. It, it's just what you're looking at. You're doing what you're doing right now. You're doing the eye test. And stats don't lie. Right now you're doing the eye test. But if you had to guess with this, this infamous stat that you keep going back to, the yak, yard after catch, where do you think <laughs> yeah. Where do you think Tyreek Hill lands on that list? You gotta think he's number one based off your Yards after catch. Because you, you just said he's a money he makes his own moves. He doesn't need Mahomes. He can do it himself. That's yak. That's yards after catch. So where do you think he lands on that list last year? Uh, last year, well, based on your tone, probably, yeah, exactly. Probably uh, not even a ten spot, not even a top ten spot. He finished number seventeen last 17, year. He wow. even finished behind Kelsey. Kelsey had five hundred and sixty-four yards after the catch, and Tyreek Hill only had four hundred and forty-four yards. He finished behind Cup, Samuel, Chase, Eckler, Adams, Godwin. Godwin, who tore his ACL last year, had better yak than he did. So all I'm saying is this is a guy that you had high on your list because he was just the guy and he can do this. He can do, oh, watch what he does after the catch. No, it's the eye test, and you just got sort of screwed over by the eye did test I? a little bit because he's 17 when it comes to his actual yard after catch, and that's why I have him lower. Do you? I mean, I see you telling me that was okay. You know, I could probably see it now, but – the only reason why I made the argument because a lot of people are saying, "Oh, he's leaving Patrick Mahomes. He's not gonna be as good as he uh, as he was gonna be." And I don't believe that. You know, obviously, with Patrick Mahomes, he was 17th in yak, right? Because yeah. this is the first year going to Miami. Yep. But I, dude, I, he's just a, he's really good. I think he's he, he's, he's gonna the be fastest. At this. He's the cheapest. He's the I mean, fastest. Yeah. You know, like I and I mean, y'all see him make moves. Y'all seen him juke out, just turn up. You remember the Buffalo game and Buffalo and, and Chiefs for the um, um, what, uh, which game was it? Where the Chiefs like lost overtime because they didn't get the ball and it was like a huge you know like BS whatever. Mm-hmm. What was that the the conference or the division? I don't remember. I don't, I can't Anyways, remember. but y'all remember that last play where Mahomes is dude Tyreek Hill ran a little in five yard in and he just. Whoop, He's ran up the field. Whoop. Yep, and he's done it to Dallas yes. too. I mean, he's oh, done. Yeah. He, he's, he's, done he's done it to just about every team in the NFL <laughs> who plays. He does it. Y'all seen uh, the longest long yard? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Whoop. <laughs> that's him, dude. That's him. I know, but see, that's that's he's he's number six to me. He wouldn't he wouldn't be top five for me if he wasn't going to uh, Miami. But hey, I got him at six right there. Boom. Locked one down. thing that I'll add about one thing that I'll add about Tyreek Hill is that he actually did have a down year last year. He had a very inconsistent year last year. He did, um, even with Patrick Mahomes, and mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do with the fact that he goes far. Like he he'll run down the field a lot, and like his biggest plays happened whenever there were short passes, and who is known for doing really short passes other than Tua Tungabailoa. 
he is a very short pass guy. And if Tyreek Hill can keep that consistency of getting those plays from short passes, then I think he will have a good year this year. Um, but also, like, it is that sort of fear that brings it back to me where he is that deep ball threat and he's going to he's going to take the tops off on safeties. And so, like, that's one of the things that scares me because Tua is not that guy. He's not going to be that guy and he will never be that guy like Patrick Mahomes was. Patrick Mahomes was a freaking gunslinger and he will always be a gunslinger with his very incredibly strong arm. You know, you know what's funny? You said that he had a bad year last year. He finished sixth. He did finish sixth. But that's bad for Hill standard. That's bad for I mean. Hill. It was so <laughs> So the, the reason why he finished sixth, he finished sixth because of games that he played where there were like 50 points in the game. Yep. No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some games he had like three points. Yeah, no, yeah. And I remember like teams were getting destroyed because of the fact that he would get two, three points in a game. And like all they needed was ten points from him. And that sucks. Like you don't. I don't. I don't want that fear of having inconsistency on my team, which is why I do not have him at what six. What, yeah, six. Yeah, we're six. at six right now. Yeah, and you know I kind of agree uh, with what Derek is saying here. The the dump pass is what Tua is going to be able to to strive. You know he, that's that's his bread and butter, and it's going to be. What scares me is in the practices we have seen down there in Miami. They have shown Tyree Kill going for 65-yard over-the-safety touchdowns, what we've seen in Kansas City. Mm. So is the offense going to change to what benefits Tyree Kill, or is Tyree Kill going to change to what benefits Tua? Yeah. And if it's Tua changing to you know that hefty-lefty throw-it-down-the-field 65-yard bombs, you're going to see some interceptions. But right. if Tyree Kill can work in the middle, if he can find that space – that's a, that's a great point. I think he has more success. Right. But how much more wear and tear is that put on his body? Because yeah, as we just saw, he only had 444 yards of maneuvering yard after catch, right. which is very low But for, you know, for what we, the eye test tells you. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's a concern for me. Um, but, yeah, only time will tell. This is going to be an interesting – there are a lot of wide receiver movements this year, which makes the rankings hard. So, you know, you can't go wrong with getting a guy like Tyree Kill you can't go, if yeah, he can't produces the same – but it is so much unknown that I went with a little bit of a safer pick in CD Lamb at six. Okay, um, I, I agree with this one right here. You have him at six as well. Actually, no, I have Mike Williams at six. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you already went. Yeah, yeah. CD. I, I mean, I can make this one fast. He's gonna receive the most target share, probably the NFL for a wide receiver this year. They don't. Yeah. They lost Amari Cooper. They don't have Gallup to start off the season. You have Schultz to worry about. You have Pollard and Zeke to worry about, kind of. Kind of. Zeke is just a glorified offensive lineman these days. <laughs> You're more worried about Pollard. Yeah, the guy puts on if – you, if you told him to eat a few biscuits and gravy, the dude would put on 30 pounds and he could be your left tackle. Right. Like, <laughs> the guy is – yeah, By the so, way, we're Cowboys fans. So, yes, yeah. yeah, well, kind of. Luis is <laughs> totally a Giants I'm a, fan. I'm a Giants fan, and yeah, obviously, Giants fan. you know, Giants haven't done <laughs> – a yeah, lot of moves, but hey, I got hey, yeah. hey Super Bowl. Uh, it's our year. It's uh, our year. Maybe maybe a little bit. It's our year. Maybe, yeah. um, no, but speaking of Ceedee Lamb, uh, he's my number seven actually. Yeah, and and I um I I know me and Colson have said this before. He's a super undervalued. Undervalued at so Dallas, bad. and he's still um, underutilized. Us, under, yeah, underutilized. Yeah, he's valued. He's underutilized. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a way better um, term. And he's putting up amazing points still, and, yeah, and he's not being 
you know, he's he's not being used to his full potential. Yeah. But now that Gallup Gallup is hurt still, is he still hurt? I don't he's even know. He's still hurt. Yeah. He's still he's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt. He's Cooper. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, Cooper's gone. So I mean, he's your number one. He's your number one one. You know, I feel like last year they were always splitting. It was fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't tell who's number one. But I believe C. Lamb will be number one receiver in Dallas. Uh, Dak Prescott, hell of a throw, hell, hell of an arm. Um, and and the only reason why I do have him that low is because, like I said, he's underutilized. So I don't, we don't know what his full potential is. Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. know what the That's last fair. two years could, the last three years could have been with him. But I do believe he's top ten just because of his um, how he his his playmaking skills, his route running, and I do believe that Cowboys will use him a lot more this year. And he hopefully, I do hope he'll be top five next year. Cause he is a yeah. good, he's great. He is great. Absolutely. He he was in that class with uh, was it Judy and Jefferson? Je- oh, he was in Jefferson. He class? was in Jefferson's class. Okay, yeah, yeah. He was he was in that class, and I think out of those guys, I think he was probably the best guy in that draft. Right? Like people, when, whenever Dallas got him, it was oh my god, it's a steal. Yeah. We can't believe the number one wide receiver fell to Dallas. Like. That's why he wears the 88. Yeah. I mean, he came out as the number one wide receiver in college. Yeah. I have him as my 7-2. Um, bottom line, this has to be the year that he breaks out. Like, this it has, has to. to be the, the year. He has See, but it's, not, it's not his fault. I mean, it's not really his fault. Like, it's like like he's he's not being used. It's to not his potential. fault. It's not his fault you know? at all. It's like, but this year would be. Yeah, I mean, this, that this, would, this, that's, this, yeah, okay, this, like, that's this why has it has to be this year because yeah. every sign points to it being his year. Yeah, he has every opportunity to be that. Guy. Okay, you know, yeah, you're right. Yeah, see, he, he should have everything in touch. You know, now I, I will say a few things about this team that scare me a little bit. Let's start with the offensive line. A lot of shifts happen this year. You get rid of Connor Williams at the left guard position, and you you take Tyler Smith as mm-hmm. as your first overall pick uh, or as their first round pick this season. You have Connor McGovern currently on the left guard position. He's proven that he is not an NFL left guard. He needs to be taken out. Tyler Smith needs to be your starter. Which, by the yeah. way, oh, yeah. the number one most penalized left guard in all of football college after we just gave up oh, the most penalties. The most yeah, I mean, come on. So in his first start in the preseason, he gives up two penalties, which I think everybody kind of saw coming. But he was strong. Boy, is this guy strong. But there's some other concerns on this line. Obviously, you have... Uh, Tyron Smith already has an ankle issue. Uh, it's either a back, an ankle. Something's always up with this guy. He's a monster when he's in, but he's always going to miss games. So you have to worry about the the blind spot of Dak. And on the other side, we just got rid of uh, Lyle Collins. Uh, you replaced him with a guy. Uh, who did we replace him with? What's his name? I don't know. Uh, fresh. I have from Fresh Me on the line. There's a there's yeah, a there's a guy that we replaced him with. Um, let's look up Dallas. Well, the only reason see, the only reason Ceedee Lamb finishes outside of the top ten is due to penalties. That's what I think. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> if that's he a finishes solid outside to t- the top ten, it's going to be due to penalties because the Cowboys are infamous for having the most penalties in games. It's ridiculous. We've had so many yards lost due to penalties. It's, yeah, it's, dude, they're, they're going to have a sixty-five yard bomb TD. Yeah, to <laughs> call, call back, you know, a holding on the. Yeah, on the terrible offensive line. And I will say, the, the, the you want to talk about a guy who has incredible uh, yak, yard after catch here? It's C.D. Lamb. This guy works in the space so well. And to put it into sort of a uh, – to, to frame here, you have 
Tyreek Hill had 111 receptions last year, ended with 444 yards after the catch. See, he didn't even have 100, did he? He had 79 receptions yeah. and ended with 441 no, yards. Yeah. Only three yards off from the cheetah, Tyreek Hill, the guy that we're all going, oh my God, this guy's incredible. CeeDee Lamb only had three less yards than him and he had 30 less receptions. So yeah, this guy, he has all the makings to pull it out this year and be the guy in Dallas. Throw up the 88. Put some respect on the 88. Yeah. Uh, I like it. So. Right. I like CeeDee Lamb at 7. He's uh, definitely uh, up there in my top 10. Um, so are we on number 8 now? Yep. Now we're number 7. For me? Yeah, It's Debo. I mean, I, we don't have to spend time on oh, this one. Oh, no, it's yeah. Debo. Debo Samuel at 7 yeah. for Colton. So for me, number 8 is Debo. You know. Okay. Um, I feel like you have him high. I have him high. You I said five, you, yeah. you said because of his dual threat. Yeah. I think that's why he's gonna be low for me. Okay. What? Um, Interesting. So I feel like he's gonna get a lot of points being receiver and running back, but at the same time, it's um, you're using him for running the ball and catching the ball. But if you, for me, I believe if you kept him in one position, hmm. he could do he can ex- exceed more in that one position. I disagree. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't see that. I, is it more? That's like a, saying you, you're going to take Jonathan Taylor and only make him a running back because the pass catching upside of him would just hurt his value. No, yeah, it makes like, him better. Yeah, that's like an <laughs> argument about Derrick Henry as well too. Like, we're not going to get into the running backs today, but uh, it's like one of the same arguments about Derrick Henry where he has zero pass capability at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the fact that Debo has that dual threat makes him even better. I, I, I could understand if it's like more of like a risk of like him getting injured in that situation. Yes, and agreed. that's why you have him lower. Um, but yeah, if if he's going to have that dual threat, I think that makes him higher. I mean, being, being in the top 10, he's going to be a great receiver, you know. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is. But to me, yeah. I think he should stay a receiver. Yeah. He should, I think he would do exceed more as a receiver because, um, I mean, yeah, he, he he's done great in the run game as seen, hmm. but this is – they can stalk the, the the back a lot more with him being, you know, through threat. You know, they can shift the linebackers outside, knowing that he might run the ball. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's – to me, being him, him being dual threat is just a little iffy for me, you know. Okay. It, it could work out phenomenal. I mean, we have to see, but that's why I have him lower. Okay. I mean, so That's you hear that, Jonathan Taylor? Don't you dare take any pass catching this year because it. Oh man, you hey, can get picked off. Hey, Safety could come hey, over the top and pick you, can, you off. <laughs> you can you can run the wheel route. It's fine. You can run the little outside. You know you can you know step up with five yard and you know whatever. But have you go? Okay, here's what I want you to do tonight. And we're gonna next Tuesday. So we're doing these podcasts every Tuesday and potentially Fridays as well. And what's gonna happen next Tuesday? I want you to go uh, look up 2021 Debo Samuel running. And watch how many outside jet routes he has, oh, yeah. because he's not, he's not he's not he's not going through the the the, the gaps. He's <laughs> running to the outside. He's sweeping. He is doing trick plays. It's a it's a you know a double handoff. They're they are not utilizing him as a running back. They're usually he's like a scat pack guy. Yeah, and he's not he yeah he will take some and just run for two or three yards because he's insane and he can do that, but. You're thinking that they're using him as a running back who is lining up and trying to run through five offensive linemen. They're not. They're using him as an outside type of runner, and he will have great success there. I hope he does. Concern. I hope he does. I hope he does. I hope he does. But as far as utilization goes, no, he's not going to be worse because he's utilizing two positions. That is literally an argument for saying uh, Jonathan Taylor should not take any passes this year because he should just run the ball. Yeah. It makes him worse. I think he has better opportunity. So, yeah. 
Well, that's your number eight, right? Yeah. My number eight is at Devontae Adams. Oh, so yeah. Have, huh? This is where I have Devontae Adams this year. And the only reason why I have Devontae Adams this low is, yes, because of the quarterback change. Derek mm-hmm. Carr is throwing him the ball. They have Darren Waller over there. They have Hunter Renfro, which is not going to be as good as he was last year, but he was really good last year as the number one guy. He was. Um, finished so, his 16, I think. Yeah, yeah, he finished up there. And so, like, the the only concern that I have – Devontae Adams is no doubt going to be the number one over there. I just don't have him as high because of the because of who's throwing him the ball. Sure. That's literally the only reason. Um, I won't stay too much on that just because – I don't want to just dwell into how trash Derek Carr is, but he's not that bad of a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're trash. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's he's up there, but he's not like Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Um, there's a lot more mouths to feed, I believe, also in in uh, Las Vegas. So that's primarily the only reason why I have um, Devontae Adams at eight. Um I'll, I'll give us a new name here. Um, my number eight is is Mike Evans. Interesting, Mike Evans. Okay. Yeah, Mike Evans. He is the epitome of consistency in this league, and he's so good that we forget his name. He's a guy that you know. He's the he's the nerdy girl at the beginning of the movie that at the end of your fantasy. Uh, in your playoff run, when he's still kicking ass for you, you look yeah. down and you go, "Wow!" She takes off her glasses. Yeah, takes off the glasses. <laughs> yeah. and suddenly, the the girl you've been looking for all season long. So, uh, you know, we talked about it. Godwin he tore his ACL. He probably starts the season on the pup, or at, at very least, is on a snap count. He's not a guy who's going to come in immediately and just be the a dominant wide receiver too. Yeah, Gronk is out as well. Gronk is out. That's Gronk that's out. where I was going. Gronk is he's retired. So there's. More opportunity there, and let's talk about playoff Lenny Leonard Fournette, Mister Eddie Lacy 2.0. <laughs> Came in at 260 pounds. The guy is way overweight and has <laughs> always had an injury history besides the year that he played. And they just all they they lost their uh, center this year. The Buccaneers lost lost their center in practice. Uh, he had some sort of knee injury, and he's already out for the season. So I think with the efficiency issues you can see with Leonard Fournette this year. Highlighted by his weight and offensive line getting worse. Uh, obviously, Godwin being out to start the year, or at least on a snap count. Gronk being gone. The target share only goes up for this guy, and he's already finishing. He finishes wide receiver eight last year. I think he has less upsides than some of these other guys because he is a throw-it-up-and-go-get-it type of receiver. Yeah. Uh, he's not the, the grind-it-out or shifty guy. He just beats you over the top. He yeah. mosses everybody, and he's been, put a lot of people on a lot of posters. But... Um, you know, I don't think he falls any lower than this. Are you not worried about old man Julio this year? No, not oh, even slightly. You mean turf toe Julio? You <laughs> can't even stay on the field because of his turf toe every single year. I love Julio. Obviously, you go out, you know, watch his highlights. He's phenomenal as a player, but yeah. he hasn't played like Julio since like 2017. Yeah. It's been forever since we've seen Julio Jones as we know. We're seeing a shell of Julio Jones, and yeah. I don't think he is. We're watching the downfall of Julio Jones. Yeah, he plays like half a season you know, every year. I'm he went, about he went to the Titans thinking that, oh, he doesn't the, the Julio, yeah. AJ Brown yeah. show. We thought then, about this. You yeah. know. That screwed everybody. <laughs> Who's your number eight, Derek? My number eight was Devontae Adams, yeah. but I'll, oh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll give a little rebuttal on Mike Evans, and that's only just – like, he is going to be good. I have him outside of my top ten this year. Egregious. And it's only, yeah, I know. I, I know. And I'll, get a, I'll get a lot of heat for it, too. Um, and I have some people in my top ten that should be outside probably to most consensus, but I have Mike Evans outside just because of 
and I hate to say it, but I let's point the fact that Derek got last last year. So I guess I actually <laughs> finished on top of you both of you. Oh, you did? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah I, did. I mean, I did. Thanks to, thanks to who? Dif- differently, Mike, Mike Williams. Mike Williams. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but yeah, I'm I'm a little bit down on Mike Evans, and that's and I hate to say it, I hate it, but I don't. I just I just don't have that much faith in Tom Brady this year, and I I, I get okay, proven, I get proven wrong every Dude, come on now. Every, every he's he's year. proven everybody wrong he's proven everybody all the time. Wrong. Mike, but Tom Brady was going to retire this year. <laughs> well, he spent I mean, one weekend with his kids and said, "I'm back." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like I don't know. Just it's just one of those situations where I just have a gut feeling that Tom Brady will not have that great of a season this year. Um, he's gonna prove it. He's gonna prove me wrong, obviously, because. He's always proven everybody wrong, um, but I just like I have that feeling that Mike Evans is going to suffer because of a, a little bit down. I'm a little bit more because of the fact that I'm a little bit more down on Tom Brady. Um, that's the only reason why I have him outside of my top ten. So. I have him right under the top ten. I have him at nine. Okay, who was your eight? Um, see Debo. Yeah, oh, Debo. Yeah, yeah, Debo. Yeah, yeah. He started off. Um, so we're at nine now. So you know, I I think. Because of everything we explained about Mike Evans, you know, okay. he's been he's gonna be number, my number nine. Um, looking at his his stats, his points. Oh, one thing with his points, man, my gosh, he's up and down, left, right, man. There's days where there's weeks where he gives me twenty four, twenty five, and then the next week gives me four. That, sucks. that and but he, I think he's still one of the best receivers out there. But because of just the way he fluctuates his points. Maybe because last year Tom did have a lot more targets. I do. I remember in multiple games, the first half he wouldn't have one reception at all. Yeah. Not even one target. Maybe one target, but you know Tom overthrew it, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then the second half, there would be like two, three passes, but it was like touchdown, touchdown. You know, yeah. six yard bomb. So it's just, it's very hard. It's yeah. it's it's so hard with Mike Evans. Yeah, it's very But good. now because he might be your number one. So let's say Tom Brady is 100% healthy. Yeah. He's going to be your number one receiver straight off. Being with Gronk out, Godwin out is out. Leonard Fournette can't rush five yards <laughs> without huffing and puffing. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. so I think he's going to – so I think that's why he's – he's still my top ten, but he's a lower top ten okay. for sure. Yeah, I got yeah. that. I could see that. I mean – the fact that Mike Evans is is so inconsistent is another reason why that I'm sort of lower on him. Um, I, I just don't. I, I hate having an inconsistent wide receiver. Like I want somebody that's always putting up points on my fantasy team. Like my Williams. Like my Williams. <laughs> Man, there was the, there. You know what? I don't. I'm not gonna go too far into this. But there were, there were games where Mike Williams every week over 20 oh points. Gosh, ridiculous. He was so good it last was year. freaking amazing. I love having Mike Williams on my team, and I'm gonna love him this year when I write draft him. It's just so strange to me, Louise, <laughs> that you're like, oh, Mike Evans is so inconsistent. But I love Tyreek Hill for the exact same reason. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is even more inconsistent. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's the same just... inconsistency that Mike Evans is given, but he's going to a worse quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's not playing with the goat. He's playing with Tua. Tua. Well, I just, I just, Tyreek is higher for sure. Not much higher. He's only three spots uh, higher, but he does have more receptions. He has more targets. He has more yards. Yeah. So that's why, I like, obviously, Tyreek Hill more than Evans. Yeah. But if I don't know, just a lot of these, the last five people, or a couple of them, can be can be very inconsistent. Yeah, sure. Inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, my guy here. It pains me to put him in here. As a Cowboys fan, I think Philadelphia is probably the worst 
city in America. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're filthy Delia. So I'll come down and meet with fans. Bring it on. I'm ready for the heat. I'll give the address. You can throw your trash <laughs> like you normally do. It's fine. Um, AJ Brown. This guy is a monster. He is DK Metcalf, but leaner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he last year was a bit of a letdown, I think, for what his potential could be. He only yeah. had 63 receptions. Um, but the Eagles have already come out and said they want to make him the prime target of this team. It is going to revolve around uh, A.J. Brown. It, it, that's who they're going to run this, this game uh, plan through. It's going to be get him the ball, feed him early, and utilize this weapon you just spent a first-round pick on. They want to justify it, and they want to see if Jalen Hurts is the guy here. Yeah. The only way to do that is to give him aggressive throws, make him throw the ball deep, make him throw the ball, you know, spread it around. And uh, A.J. Brown has the ability to line up in the slot. He has the ability to line up as the X, the Y. The guy can do anything you want. He can even do some of the, the jet sweeps that, that we've seen with C.D. and Debo, uh, which will hurt his value, according to Luis. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tremendously. Do not get a dual receiver. Dual third receiver. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't like it because it's A.J. Brown. I'm not touching the guy because I don't touch – uh, Eagle players okay. in my draft. See, okay, but he he's been with the Titans for what three, four years? Three I think years? two, three years, two, something three years. like that. Like he's yeah. a he's a Titan, you know. He's he just got judged by the Eagles. Are you really not going to touch him because? Yep. <laughs> I, I'm never going to go on go in on a Sunday and go, man. I can't wait for the Eagles to play. Heck no. Well, never yeah, I'm not going to say that. that either. But I'm going to say I can't wait for AJ Brown. I can't wait for Dallas Goddard to play. Dude, <laughs> I'm going to be. I'm not actively rooting for the Eagles ever. Ever am I actively rooting for? And guess what? Two of those games, I'd be actively rooting for them against the Cowboys because I want my fantasy player to succeed, but Dallas to succeed. <laughs> I'm not putting myself in that situation. It's twice a year. I'm not doing <laughs> twice that. A year. I'm not having that. AJ Brown, you're going to be great, but you're not going to do it on my team. Go do it elsewhere. Who's uh, Who's your number nine, Derek? My number nine is my. Number nine is going to shock you guys. Okay, oh. I have a bit of a reach here again, like Mike Williams that I had at six. I have a reach here at number nine. Let me guess. It's Michael Pittman Jr. I was going to say Waddle. That's a huge reach. I have Michael Pittman at Pittman. nine. Okay, yes. okay I want to hear this out. Michael Pittman last year. He is going to be an amazing guy this year. Um, he has a good quarterback. He you? has a way better quarterback this year. I'm not worried about Paris Campbell at all. I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to be overall a better team than they than what they were last year. Um, and with Jonathan Taylor just distracting everybody over there, I think Michael Pittman gets a lot of that benefit with him being the number one receiver out there. And so that's why I kind of have him as my number one. I think Matty Ice is going to rely heavily on him to bail him out in certain situations. So I like Michael Pittman this year at nine. So bring it on. What do you guys have to say? I know you guys are just seething. I know. I, know, I mean, that, yeah, that's a good I pick. Am. That's I a am. good pick. I like him. You know, he's if I would have if you were asking me like where he does he fall for me, I'll say probably the twelve spot. You know, okay. maybe that's eleven. Yeah. I have him lower than that. Maybe eleven. Um, I do like him though. I do like him. So I don't, I'm not mad about your argument. But, I don't know, Colton seems like he's uh, pretty upset. I'm not upset. I just think it's it's high. You're talking about a guy in Matty Ice. Oh, man, he's the guy. He's 37 years old. <laughs> Let's start there. The guy, we saw this is the, the decline of Phillip Rivers. This is the decline of Matty Ice. Mm. Let's just go into some stats. He threw 12 interceptions and only 20 touchdowns, okay? He had a touchdown percentage rate of 3.6. Uh, let's go to the guy that they got rid of, Carson Wentz. He threw seven interceptions, but he threw 27 touchdowns. 
<laughs> uh, so you say he got a better quarterback. Did he, though? He got a more recognizable name. I don't know if he received a better quarterback in this trade. He has a more recognizable name. I he think- threw more interceptions and less touchdowns last year. And I'd say receivers – I don't know. I, I think this might hurt him going from one quarterback to the next. I think the Falcons just were just – They were a dumpster they fire. Were, they, they were, were a dumpster, clearly a horrible a dumpster organization fire. right now. And for the longest time, I mean, I, besides the Winston Super Bowl, they just completely blew it. Um, but I feel like with my with my eyes being on a new team, you know, like the Colts, the Colts offensive line, first of all, are the number one offensive line in this league. Yeah. Nah, close we, to it. You know, mm-hmm. okay, two, three, you know. Top five. Top five versus the Falcons of the offensive line. Please tell, please tell me where they rank because I have they're no like idea. They're like 25th. You they're, know, way, they're way so, down there. You know, it, it helps the quarterback having those extra seconds. Yeah. You know, it really does. Yeah. So, and any average quarterback that has those extra seconds, <laughs> dang, nice, can, um, <laughs> can can make something happen. Yeah. So, I think I'm very excited to see Matty S with the Colts. I'm I'm rooting on on Matty S with the Colts. Yeah, I, I, I hope they do well. I do like I do like Matty Ice better than I do Carson Wentz. I mean, when you think about who was on the who was the number one Falcon last year in receiving. Maybe Kyle Pitts. I'm yeah, who only had nobody, one touchdown. Yeah, there was nobody there. It should have been Ridley, but he stepped out. Oh yeah, yeah Ridley was really, yeah. gone. Ridley left, and that was the Russell guy. Gage. Maybe Russell Gage. Yeah, Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson. Patterson was the guy. He was the killer. I mean, yeah. like the thing is, like he, Matty Ice has that weapon again. Matty Ice has that Julio Jones weapon, and I'm no way comparing Michael Pittman Jr. to Julio Jones, but. You're also not comparing Mike Williams to Jamar Chase. Uh, (laughs) 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 I knew I was going to get flagged for this, but I just have that feeling for Michael Pittman this year. I think he's going to be the the, the Julio Jones to to Matty Ice. I don't see it. This is a – the quarterback is only getting older. Every single year, you know, we talk about, oh, Matty Matty Ice, is he going to come back? We've been saying that since the Super Bowl of 2016. (laughs) He He hasn't come back. His interceptions are 12, 7, 14, 11, and 12. The guy throws a lot of picks. He has yet to throw a lot of touchdowns. His completion percentage is around 62% career. So it's not like he's a great completion percentage guy uh, for, for a, you know, from a career standpoint. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's that big of an upgrade. People are going to look at this as, oh, it's massive. He's a great facilitator, and you gain some guy with, with, with experience, I think. But Pittman isn't your short guy. He's not your short option. Okay. You have... Jonathan Taylor for that. They're going to look for Pittman for those long routes. He's your ex. And I don't think he's in a situation where he received a quarterback who is going to be advantageous to throwing it down the field. He is. He doesn't have an arm. He has lost his arm strength. That's been proven year over year. He lost his accuracy. That's been proven year over year since 2016. He's only declining and he's only getting older. Yes, he gained an offensive line. So it's going to give Michael Pittman time to fly down the field for him to underthrow it by 10 yards. Mm. <laughs> he's not going to get him the ball. I don't see this. I, I don't see him making the top 10 this year, but it's not by talent. I love Pittman as a player. I do not think they're going to receive as big as an upgrade as they think they are. It's a guy who throws more picks career-wise. He has a lower uh, completion percentage, and his arm is fading on him very fast. They thought the same thing with Phillip Rivers, and we all went, holy crap, Phillip Rivers, he's going to the Indianapolis Colts. And it ended up being a complete bust because of the exact same thing. His picks went up, his arm talent went down. This is no different. Yeah. So my only argument, my only counter argument with that is the fact that they do have Jonathan Taylor over there to kind of keep that distraction up. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of 
heat is going to get on Jonathan Taylor this year. Big time. Um, and so, like, there's going to be a lot more faces turning towards him because he's going to take those short passing routes. Yeah. And so that's going to give – it. it might not give Michael Pittman the opportunity to go the distance – but it might give him that little mid-range route that he can run to get those ten. I mean, yards. I mean, sure. you, you, so, you're gonna work with your quarterback. So if you only have to run those ten, fifteen yards, those outs, those curls, you know, a yeah. little light post, and then they're gonna do that. Yeah, you know, they're not gonna overexceed <coughs> Matt Ryan for sure. Yeah. So um, that that's kind of the only argument that I have as to why I love Michael Pittman this year. He's trending upward. He had over a thousand yards last year. I feel like it's gonna go up. His ceiling is still high. Hey. Okay. Let's do it. My intent is A.J. Brown. Um, We already kind of covered A.J. Brown. Again, the only reason, I mean, like Colton said, there's been a lot of receiver uh, trades, and the only reason why he's not a little bit higher on my list because he's with the Eagles now. Jalen Hurts has not proven to be the best throwing quarterback. You know, he can run like hell, but, you know, throwing-wise, you know, he still has a little bit of work to do. But that's the only reason why I have him as number 10. Okay. Uh, so my number ten is actually Tyreek Hill this year, and I'm I'm low. I was really on the fence between AJ Brown and Tyreek Hill, but I'm only going to Tyreek Hill just because of the talent that he has and that Ooh. he possesses over there. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's electric. He's a he's a he's a firecracker. I mean, he's he's so he's so fast on the on the field. It's crazy, but. Yeah, like I said, I have I have Tyreek Hill this low just because of the quarterback change. It's it's new. It's gonna be something that he's gonna have to learn, like a new system. But the quarterback's new. He doesn't throw far. Um, but the only reason why he beats AJ Brown is because of the because AJ Brown's in the same situation. And I think overall, Tyreek Hill has more talent than AJ Brown in yeah. that sort of situation. Um, so that's why I have T Hill as my number ten. I'll give my upset now. I think it's time. Um, I have rounding out my top ten is Amon Ra St. Brown. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about a guy who's low. This is a guy who's – he's very low. He's being drafted in the 20s when it comes to wide receivers. Uh, But he's also a guy who has tremendous upside. As wide receiver – you know, uh, second-year wide receivers go, you're actually starting to see an uptick of guys who play better in their second year. And Goff found his guy. This is Goff's guy. Uh, in the last, see, one, two, three, six games of the season, uh, his lowest game was 11 fantasy points. After that, it was 19. Yeah. He finished with six touchdowns total, five uh, receiving, one rushing. He has the rushing upside that you want of Debo Samuels. Yeah. He finished with uh, at least eight receptions a game. And uh, the, he finished with 31 fantasy points in his best in those six weeks. He started off the year really bad, but I don't think it was just because of underutilization. He had his targets were like four, five, one, seven. Then he went to 12, 12, 11, 10. So you're seeing a massive uptick in usage in the guy, and it turned out in massive production. Uh, a whole season of this, had he done what he did in the last six games of the year all year round, he would have been a top 10 guy. Easily would have been a top 10 guy. So I'm looking at his body of work they did at the, at the end of the at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, they did actually improve the offensive line. So I think you're going to see tremendous results out of this guy. I love him rounding up my top ten. He's considered a sleeper to most people, but after this year, he will be going as uh, one of the top wide receivers come 2023 drafts. Dude, I hope the Lions do something this year, man. Like they grab one of the best offensive linemen. I mean, quarterback. Eh. 
iffy situation. He's one of the worst in the league, you could say. Uh, I mean, the but the Lions has always been just down low, you know. The, the, the 25th, I don't know. It's just, I hope Lions do good. I hope he, he does good. Yeah. The only thing I'll add as to the value of Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, the, I think that the Lions will be down a lot of times. Like, they'll be coming from behind a lot. Yeah. And so they'll have to rely on their passing game a lot. Yep. Um, and so that's one thing that I like about him as a player. But I do not – I'm not gonna put him in my top ten. He's a very he's a very good sleeper, yeah. Um, but I'm not. I, I can't put him in my top ten. I just I I don't have that. I I need that prove it sort of energy from from Jared Goff, and I think they're gonna rely heavily on DeAndre Swift over there, and it's just gonna be it's gonna be the DeAndre Swift Swift show in my opinion. Um, but yeah, like I said, the only the only benefit to having Amon Ross St. Brown on your team is they're going to rely on him a lot to get the Lions outside out of that hole that they're more than likely going to be in. Um, they will be for sure. Uh, so yeah, I, I, that's why I can't really put <clears throat> St. Brown in my top ten. <laughs> you say they're going to rely on Swift, but we're talking about a guy in Swift who did only play 13 games last year. And the year before that, yeah. he has notoriously missed at least four games a season. Yeah, he has like not him. had a healthy season so far. I don't like him. Um, he has great, tremendous upside when it comes to the passing, and he has proven to be a phenomenal runner when he's in, but the guy cannot stay healthy. Yeah. Give me the guy who stays healthy. That's Amon Ross St. Brown. Even Hawkinson can't stay healthy. Yeah. It's not a doubt. They don't have – it's not a lack of talent they have on that team. It's a lack of health they have on that team. So like uh, trainers – yeah. yeah, they need to get some better trainers or something in that organization. Right. My God. So, no, I mean, you, you say they're going to run through Swift, and they may for five, six games till he gets injured, and then they're going to go, who can we rely on? Oh, Amon Ross St. Brown. That's who we can rely on. We can't rely on Swift to stay healthy. Who should we game plan around? Mm-hmm. St. Brown, the guy who's proven he'll stay on the field. Yep. Hawkinson's going to have his back taken out in week six. And he'll be out again. Um, he, yeah. he's, again, phenomenal talent, but he just can't stay on the field. So I, I think he is the only guy that I think will, will stay healthy and consistent. And now that they've seen it, they're going to utilize him, and it's going to be great. We have three weeks left until football starts. Is it really? Only three weeks? Three weeks. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Football I believe it's three weeks. Great. Football, oh, the uh, season starts on my birthday this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's Thursday. Awesome. <laughs> little, little present to myself. Get yeah. to watch some football. And uh, hopefully – so Luis and I burst each other in week one this, this week – or sorry, this season to start off the year. We burst each other. And the, uh, the trash talk has already begun. Oh, yeah. oh it's begun. He's going to win. It's and, filthy. Oh, man, no way. He's oh, going down man. this season. And in week one, I'm going to end <laughs> his chances to, you know, even play the season before it's even begun for him. Yeah, Morale all, destroyed. Yeah, all the, the all the top ten that he just did just now, out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, out the window. Yeah. You'll have Tyreek Hill who's giving you no <laughs> yak. And <laughs> all right, guys. I have one question before we end this. Uh, it might take a little bit, but I want to see y'all sleepers and y'all bust. There we go. I want to hear sleepers and busts. Go ahead, Derek. I want to hear your sleeper yes. first. So my sleeper this year is actually Cortland Sutton of <laughs> he the Broncos. He was in my second. He was my number two sleeper. I just because of Russell. That's it. Yeah. No other reason. Only, only no other reason. No other reason. Only because of Russell. Danger Russ. I think Cortland Sutton has a great year this year. And you know what? I could be wrong. I could be missing the 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 dart throw here. It might be Jerry Judy. It might be. Yeah, that's or, fair. It might be one of those guys. I mean, it's. I just think. I mean, Cortland Sutton is your number one receiver there. 
You know, he does share a lot with Jerry Judy. Yeah. But if we got to pick a number one receiver, it would be Corlin Sutton. Yeah, with being with Russell being the new quarterback there, I mean, hey, dude, he can he can go off. He yeah. can go off. I think Russ is gonna be Russ. Let Russ go. Russ. Hi, Cole. What was your sleeper? Uh, sleeper this year for me is going to be uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Ooh. He just went what? He went to the, went to the Cardinals. Cardinals. Cardinal playing with his college quarterback. Uh, Kyler, he played uh, with Kyler at OU oh, together. Yeah. And, um, guy has elite speed, and he has the benefit of definitely being the wide receiver one for at least six weeks because DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. Oh, yep. So a lot of upside for him this year. I think he's being drafted as like wide receiver 15. I, he has a chance to, to finish much higher than that. Okay, yeah. That's my guy. My sleeper, I kind of already said during the the podcast, I don't know if you heard me, Mike Williams. Oh, okay. Mike Williams. Yeah. I, he's, yeah. The wide receiver 10 be, is your sleeper? No. That's, no he, he's that's, outside his top He's 10. outside my top 10. Yeah. No, I know, but he finishes wide receiper 10 oh, this year. <laughs> I guess, yeah, he finishes last year, but he's definitely not, you know. He, yeah, he's very undervalued right now, I think. For ADP, he can be considered a sleeper. It's because the only reason why yeah, he's a sleeper, as as he's a sleeper, is because nobody really talks about him. Like he's just, he's silent. He's a silent guy. Yeah. He's a silent worker. Nobody talks about him until like he's over here putting out these massive points. That's what I like to hear. That's why he's my. Top, that's why he's my. That's why he's <laughs> number my six. six. Derek yeah. is his biggest that, fan. That, uh, that, that's a little bit insane. All right, let's go with the bust. Who's busting this year? Who's busting this year? Why would you start off with a bust? Oh, the bust this season. Who's <laughs> uh, busting this year? It's a tough one for me as far as busts go. Um, I think the most likely candidate to bust, I'm going to say Amari Cooper. Oh, yeah. Amari Cooper is a guy who I think has tremendous upside in the Browns, and they took him, they traded for him only in fifth round, but he's getting paid $20 million a year. He is the clear wide receiver one over in Cleveland. Uh, they're expecting a lot out of him this year. They expect him to be the guy there. And we've seen in Dallas, he has some health concerns. He is elite in his route running, but he just seems to be missing that it factor. And I think that what they want him to be over there, he will underproduce. And I think that will show in fantasy as well. I don't don't think he's going to be the guy uh, that people want him to be. He never has been. I agree with you. You know, people expect him to be, you know, Mm -hmm. a great player, but he's missing his quarterback. His new quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, you'll see that, that that's most likely going to be a year uh, suspension. Yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah, they're saying it's, gonna, it's most likely a year now. Then it's going to be, yeah. who, I don't know who who's the backup for the Browns. <laughs> it was, it was Drew Locke, right? But he he's, I think he's with the, he's a, no, he's he a, was the Seahawks. He was a Bronco. No, I'm saying it was yeah, Drew Locke, but now it's somebody else. No, it was, he was never him. He was a, he, he was a Bronco. Yeah. Drew Locke was a Bronco. Bronco, Bronco. I'm thinking about yeah, yeah, You're yeah, thinking right. of Baker. Yeah, no, yeah. And they traded. I think it's Jacoby Brissett now is the guy. Brissett. Um, yeah. It's I mean, no. It's nobody of noteworthiness. He's at not going to be as good as Deshaun Watson would be. For no, sure. not at all. I mean, I think I think Deshaun or I think Amari Cooper is he's falling by the second every time a, a news story <laughs> breaks through. I yeah, mean, it's, it's just it's it's unfortunate for him because he's. He's so good. Like he he's he can be so good. Like at times, and so I just think he's in a bad situation where he's 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 not going to be that elite of a receiver this year. So I'm going to share the heat with you today. Okay. You know who's my bust? Who's your bust? Not year? based on his talent, yeah. but just based on the team around him. Okay. Who is that? DK. Yes. Let's Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Not based on his talent. I know Colton McCarley is high on him. He loves him. He's not. I mean, he. That's Colton's probably the number two receiver. Yeah. 
But like he's high on them, and which I understand why. But dude, that team is in a rebuilding phase right now. DK got drafted at the worst time. He did great his first two years, but everybody's gone. Everybody who's got who's the quarterback? Drew Lock is quarterback. That, okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Drew Lock is their quarterback. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know. <laughs> they trade. <laughs> um, I uh, I think I think DK is not gonna get the targets. He's not gonna get the receptions. He's not gonna get the touchdowns. Yeah, he might win in the game twice or three times mm-hmm. in that in the season, you know. But I don't think he's gonna be the the guy. You know, I mean, he's definitely he's the he, only he, he, guy. Okay, he he's will a, be the guy. He's the guy. But like I said, it's not <laughs> based on his talent. It's not based on his ability, his athletic ability, because he's a monster. He's a beast. Yeah, he's, but he's the team fun. around him is rebuilding from the ground up. They lost their number one quarterback. They're losing. They lost. Um, who was the second receiver? Um, he was number one. Lockett. 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 They have Lockett. Oh, they have Lockett, but dude, he's yeah. getting. He's Asian. They, he's Asian. they gained man. Noah Fant. They have Fant as their yeah, tight end now. I mean, which that's, is, that's not yeah, the biggest, you know. But I, I think, again, not based on his ability, of uh, his skills, but this is team around him. He's going to be the best. Can I Can I just make sort of a counter-argument Go for ahead. this? Because Luis is right. I do like DK Metcalf. Uh, just off of his gifts and abilities, the guy is insane. Um, and I'm just going to – let's just quickly – who is the worst team in the NFL? We mentioned him once already. The Lions? Okay, yeah, the Lions. Historically, they have been the worst team in the NFL. Historically. Can anybody name a freak of nature, Hall of Fame wide receiver that happened to play in the Lions organization for several years? Calvin Johnson, but. Oh, Calvin Johnson. But he had had his quarterback, Matt Stafford. Throughout pretty much the whole and like, Stafford his whole was, like they traded him for a reason. He wasn't a god while he was there. They got rid of him because he was underproducing. And I don't think that DK is going to be this mat- like he's a good wide receiver too for me. I don't think he's going to finish outside my top ten clearly. But I do think where you can get DK this year because so many people are low on him. He I'm not calling him Calvin Johnson, but I think he has all the the qualities to still produce in a bad situation. If not, put the team on his back. To only, I think this will only make him better. I think uh, iron sharpens iron here, and um, DK Metcalf is going to be that iron of that team, and he is going to put the team on his back and just get massive volume. The volume and targets are going to be there. I mean, I can see so, it. I can see that's it. My, that's my counter argument. I get where y'all are, and I, I, totally I can see it. Y'all's, y'all's I can point. see again. You know, his skills, his athleticism, great. Yeah. You know, he's not. He's not weak. He's not slow. That's why. That's why I'm saying he's the best. Saying the team around him for sure. As long as they're still rebuilding, they don't have a the superstar quarterback. You know, they don't have the team around that he needs. Mm-hmm. Then he's yeah. gonna be. He won't be as productive as he was before. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I'm on the fence. I was. I. I it was either between DK Metcalf and somebody else for me. I, I am actually thinking DK is going to bust this year. Just, yeah, like Louis said, based on the team that's around him. I mean, he's he's obviously one of the best, most athletic receivers out there. I mean, he's he looks amazing. He's got the body of a god. He's just... Have you seen him shirtless? Have oh, you yeah. seen this guy shirtless? He's cute. He's... It's okay. He's, he's freaking, <laughs> freaking nature. He's This guy can be like... Next level top five, no doubt. If they had, if Russ was still on the team, I would say he's in my top ten for sure. Okay, yeah. um, but the fact that they don't have Russ and the fact that they have very lackluster quarterbacks over there, 
if they get Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe I can see a, a turnaround for DK. I think right now the starter is Drew Locke. It is, yeah. yeah and then apparently they're okay with that. They've come out and said they, they like him. And that they're, which uh, I think it's a tanking man. I don't think they I, want I, to be. Yes, good. I think it is a tanking I think that. They, I, think so. I think that, what is it, Bryce? Is Bryce Young the guy coming out of Alabama yes, next year? Yes, Young, yes. Why wouldn't you tank for Young and, yeah. and just go and roll with a young core? Go get Bryce Young and give him DK, give him Lockett, give him Fant, give him a decent offensive line and let him roll. Yeah. So I think they're okay with letting Lock either succeed or fail. And then if they got the first overall pick, it's a win. So say, <laughs> so say they get the first overall pick. You think they should go quarterback or running back? Uh, what? Obviously, nah, quarterback. I, I mean, I think she's getting a running back before getting them a quarterback. They just got Kenneth Walker yeah, this year. Kenneth Walker. So, Kenneth Walker is a guy that they. But it, it, the, the running back is so insignificant when it comes to actual team building. It is the most. It's, yeah. it's probably the best position and the, the one you want to target the most when it comes to fantasy football. But it is. You can put any running back behind a good offensive line and they're going to have success. You can't do that with any quarterback. No, yeah, you I, need I, a I general. Agree. So I think yeah, it's yeah. it's not even close. You go after the quarterback yeah, before any other need team. on your entire roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that, that'll bring it to my bus then, I guess, right? I have to say mine. So I was giving this guy all sorts of praise earlier because he's on a great team. But my bus this year is actually T. Higgins. What? He is that is very surprising. 10. He is in top 10 in a lot of drafts right now he, as a wide receiver. And... I don't think he's going to do it. He's not my buzz. He was kind of close to my buzz, but I don't think he should be top 10 in I, the rankings. I don't think he should be top 10 either. He's, he's going way higher than his ADP should be at. I mean, he like it's like him him and Jamar Chase are going to be like they're going to be very forcibly sharing targets this year and it's going to be a tough head-to-head battle, I believe, and I think T Higgins loses and Jamar Chase wins. Um, my my counter argument earlier as to why Jamar Chase was at my number three was because of T Higgins, but I think I just I do think Jamar Chase is going to usurp T Higgins as the number one guy. Um, it's just the fact that how bad is Jamar Chase going to do it? I mean, you have T Higgins going at like in the in the second round in the most cases and. Or top of the third. Or top of the third. Very yeah. It's going as like he's he's being treated as a wide receiver one. Like that's truly insane to me. Like he's going to burn you as a wide receiver one. Yeah, I so, I agree with that. You know, I will stay away. Yeah, that's as a as a wide receiver one. If he yeah. falls to you as your wide receiver two, or maybe your flex. I know he's not going to fall that low. I like him as a flex. But, I don't even like him as wide receiver two. But yeah, I yeah. stay away from T Higgins. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why he's in the top 10. It's, it's because he had fantasy relevance in playoffs last year. He had a really good fantasy playoff run for a lot of people, and that made a lot of people go, oh, my God, T. Higgins, he's amazing. Yeah. But I think it's it, you couldn't have said it any better. It, it, when it comes to the guy who's going to dominate the targets, it's going to be Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins will get left behind, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, that is my bust for today. Well. I think that will do it for today, everybody. I appreciate everybody listening right now. This this is uh, this is going to be an amazing season this year. I think we're going to have some very shocking results, and we'll come back to this podcast and see who's right and who's wrong, and we're gonna freaking shove it in their faces. <laughs> <whoever's wrong. laughs> 
<laughs> Whenever Mike Williams finishes number one overall, oh, you guys are going to suck it. <laughs> hey, he was my sleeper, so you know, I, I have a little hope for him. I do have hope for him. Oh, man. Hey, right. he, he's in my team. He's in my other... Oh, he's in one yeah, of yeah, he's in my league. So, he's hey, I, hey. All right. Nothing wrong with Mikey no, being no, number Mike six. You know, just, he's going to win you your leagues. I hope to so. To me, at least. I hope so. <laughs> he's going to win Derek's leagues. He's going to win my leagues. Yeah. Well, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we hope to hear from you guys, uh, and uh, we hope to keep cooking out these podcasts for you guys, and we'll we'll bring up some new topics in the future. Next week, we'll, we'll have a different topic, and we'll have a whole new uh, roundtable for, for everybody. So thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, everybody have a great day. Bye.